success looks so easy from the outside, but all successful people have had to overcome enormous obstacles along the way. And in many cases, look failure right in the eye. Most successful people don't focus on the struggle and they rarely talk about it because that's not what creates success. Join us here where we'll chat with serial entrepreneurs, both men and women, and share the good, the bad, and the ugly of entrepreneurship. We'll talk about the obstacles we faced and how to overcome them to reach the success that you desire. I am your host, Cami Lehman, and this is She's Invincible. Hey everyone, thank you so much for joining us today on the She's Invincible podcast. And oh my gosh, do we have an invincible one for you today. Emmy award-winning national daytime talk show producer and owner of TFG Productions and Consulting. Tara Fogarty Graziano is a distinguished force in the world of television production boasting an impressive 20 years of experience and an Emmy Award under her belt. Her dynamic career has taken her across an array of major shows and genres from the runway of Project Runway to the heartwarming transformations on Wife Swap, the informative programming on The Doctors, and for the last 10 years, the lifestyle and culinary creativity on Rachel Ray. Through her work, Tara realized that she could use her vast expertise to help others succeed in their own careers. Thus, she founded TFG Productions and Consulting, where she empowers people to elevate their media presence and achieve their dreams. Tara has had the pleasure of collaborating with hundreds of experts from diverse fields, discovering and nurturing talent that has gone on to gain national attention and exposure. Her mission is simple, get impactful to help you unleash your vision and share it with millions of people around the world. Your message, your perspective, and your knowledge are all worthy of the spotlight. And Tara has the true insider knowledge to help you get there. Oh my gosh, Tara, welcome to the She's Invincible show. We are so excited to have you with us today. Thank you so much. This has been a long time coming. We've been talking about this for a while. <laughs> I know. And I am so excited that turns of events have made it possible for us to get in this room together and to be face to face and be able to have this conversation and bring your genius to our listeners today. So people, listen up, <laughs> grab your pen and paper because you are not going to want to miss a word. Tara. Right. Let's jump in. Let's tell our listeners how in the world did you get where you are today and what makes you invincible? So, you know, it's so funny. I was trying to think about my backstory when I was preparing for this, and I wish I had like this amazing story to tell you. But the truth is, I really liked watching TV, loved it. And my favorite memories growing up was always sitting with my grandmother and watching TV. And the truth be told, it wasn't even that I was just watching TV. I loved understanding the creativity that went behind it, the stories that were being told. And I remember even when I was as young, I want to say as eight or nine years old, I would make storyboards and I would create shows and I would create scripts and I would create jingles. And I just loved it. Uh, by the way, I thought that was going to translate into me being an actress, just so you know, but that, that didn't happen. Um, but yeah, I grew up wanting to just be in production. I loved the dramatics of it. I loved it all. So uh, I ended up going to college for it. I went to SUNY Oneonta. Uh, I studied mass communications with a concentration in production. And before I even graduated college, I ended up getting an internship at MTV. It was the MTV Beach House, which back then, by the way, it was very cool. And I think that really was what kind of set me off on the trajectory of my my whole story, my whole career, because having that internship and really getting into the thick of being in the production of that uh, and getting to know all the people there, that's really where it began. And then I kind of just rode the wave um, from that point. So um, that was that's really how it all started, to be honest. And, you know, it's exactly how they say it's who, you know, and once you get one, once you get one production, you start really understanding how to how to connect, how to network, right? And then once you start meeting those people, you kind of go on to the next job. So that was really the beginning for me. Oh my gosh, I love that. So 
That is so fun too. And that you said, you know, your goal was to be an actress, right? I thought it was it. I was going to be famous. And, and here you did all the work of a producer, right? And didn't even know it. You, you were doing the producer's job thinking you'd be an actress. What that in itself is a lesson. I love that so much. So tell us, Tara, what makes you invincible? That's a great question, Cami. And that is another, you know, I swear preparing for this podcast, I had to do a lot of introspection. Uh, if you asked me that question five years ago, I probably would say I don't even know what I would answer. But the truth is, and I came up with the, my answer, which would be my producer instinct. OK, and I'm going to explain what that means, because, you know, interestingly enough, I always tell clients or I tell my talent who come on show, you are amazing. Don't ever let anybody say that what you have to say isn't worth anything. Right. We all have value. And I'm sitting here thinking to myself, I tell these people this all the time. So I have to own that as well, right? We all have these strengths. We all have these zones of genius. And uh, I realized it was my producer instinct. And what I mean by that, by the way, is as producers, we are given tasks all the time to do it, right? To do something. And it's usually the impossible, dare I say, right? Yes. We, don't, we don't even flinch. We say, okay, and it's go time, right? We know that there's going to be a thousand problems for sure. We take them as they come. We almost don't have that fear factor. We don't, we just kind of figure it out as we go along. So what I realized, and this is how actually this had a lot to do with how I opened my own business. My husband said to me one day, you could rule the world at work. He's like, they could tell you to drop Jennifer Lopez out of a helicopter on the Empire State Building. He's like, and you would figure out how to do it. But when we have like these little tasks that had to be done at my house and my own life, I saw that it was kind of falling apart a little bit. And I'm like, what is that? Why aren't I doing, why aren't I doing the little things for myself, first of all? And then why aren't I also following my own passions? So when I really started to think about it, I realized it was because I was not applying those producer instincts into my own life. And when I realized what that was and what those skills were, it's like everything changed. Transformation happened like literally overnight. And it's how I ended up opening my business. So that I would think is what makes me invincible. Oh, I love that answer so much. I love that. And I watched it happen, right? So I saw yeah. you do that. And I yeah. watched you and that is so fun. And I love what you're saying here about, you know, you figure it out as you go, right? You deal with each thing as it comes. Like we need to be better about living life that way, right? Oh, oh you know, God. We're talking about producing shows, but can you imagine if we could live our life that way, not worrying about what was coming and just knowing that we were capable of dealing with it as it came and Completely. that it would be okay. We'd figure it out and we don't need to know ahead of time. Absolutely. I, and I think what's happening too is I think we're just getting so in our heads about everything having to be so perfect all the time. If we wait for everything to just be so perfect and everything to line up for like absolutely, literally perfect, it's never going to happen. You know, and that's actually, you know, when I started my company, I think I told you the story. I woke up and I said to myself, I'm going to start my business today. And I did. I went downstairs. I opened my computer. I got my LLC. I wrote out some semblance of a Web page. Uh, I came up with my coaching program. I even went so far as to taking my own headshots for any of my marketing materials. I did everything within like 24 hours because I knew if I I would still be, if I was really still thinking about this and waiting for everything to be perfect, I'd still be talking about starting my business and it still would not be, it would not have started. So that's what I mean when I say you really have to just sort of apply some of those things to your own life and just go for it. You know, I love that. I'm like ready to say preach it, sister, because yeah. there's so many people that I talk to that are someday going to start their own thing. Right. And I'm like, today, today is the someday of the world. Right. The best day is right now. I love that you did that. And that is amazing. Well, today we are here to talk about how to get your business and brand featured in the media. And I'm so excited to hear all of what you have to share about that. So let's jump in. Let's get started. Tell us everything we need to know about this. Fantastic. Um, well, here's what I here's what I want to say just to kind of start this off. So as a producer, okay. I receive hundreds of pitches all the time. I would say in a week, I would get a hundred, hundreds of pitches out of those pitches that I have been receiving. A handful might be useful handful. Okay. That's very, very little. Okay. So what I realized as a producer is that, you know, we are really left to our own devices to come up with pitches for these, these programs. The reason I tell you this is because the first thing I really want people to understand, and I really want you to hear me when I say this 
is that you have more power than you think. Okay. I think what's happening is as, as anybody, as an entrepreneur, as an expert, you are sitting in your living room and you're watching these daytime shows, these morning shows, and you're seeing this as like this unattainable place to be, right? There's no direct map on how to get there. And you're thinking, well, they're never going to want me or how am I, how am I going to get there? What you're not realizing is that producers are actually really relying on you to pitch them so we can have content and share information. Okay. That's the first thing I really want to make. So if, it's truly, if you don't remember anything else from this entire podcast, it's, that's what I want you to remember is that you have more power than you think. Okay. I love that. Yeah. I mean, it's so true. It's really so true. You have to understand that you have, look, here's the thing. Producers are craving new talent. They want diversity. They want unique perspectives. They want to hear your story. And I think truly, if you have that to give, not only do you deserve to be in the spotlight and actually share it, but you have a responsibility to do that because somewhere out there in the world, you're going to help somebody, you know? So yes, that's something that you really need to remember. Uh, so in terms of getting your business and your brand featured in the media, there are a lot of mistakes, unfortunately, that I do see people doing. So I'm just going to break down and give you just a few things uh, to keep in mind. The biggest mistake that most entrepreneurs make when they're pitching their business, by the way, it's pitching their business. And I know it sounds so counterintuitive, but uh, here's what I here's what I want you to really remember. And this is what I think entrepreneurs forget. Your business, what your business is, is your credibility. It is your resume, right? You started this business because you have knowledge in a certain subject, in a certain area, right? So if you are just pitching your business to a producer and you know, you're know you saying, hi, my name is, and this is my company, that's not a pitch. That's an advertisement. You're asking for an advertisement. You're asking for a promotion, okay? What do they want? They want information, Okay. We, media is is the business of propelling information. So any how you can contribute to that conversation and actually continue it and, and, and actually give valuable information to viewers, that's where the sweet spot is, right? So the first thing you really need to do when it comes to wanting to get promotion for your business is you put the, I always say, put the business on the back burner. I don't even want to know what it is yet. Okay, let's not even talk about it. Okay, let's hear what you, what information you actually have for yours and let's start there. Now, I also want to say this. When you are pitching yourself to uh, any media outlet, producers understand there is a, a mutual understanding that you want to promote something. They know that, right? Not only that, but what's going to happen organically is they are going to they are going to organically uh, introduce you or or mention your business because they have to in order to give you that credibility when you come onto the segment. So. Uh, I, you know, I always give this example and I'm just to kind of make it clear. It's, it's such a simple example, but let's just say there's a guy, his name is Joe and he owns an auto repair shop, right? If Joe writes in a pitch and he says, hi, I'm Joe. Uh, I am the owner of Joe's auto repair and I would love to come on and talk about it. That's an advertisement. So nobody's going to respond to Joe, unfortunately, right? The better way that Joe can do that is to say, hello, I'm Joe. Uh, I would love to come on and talk about uh, easy car maintenance that you can do that's going to save you $1,000. Fantastic. He's actually giving some some tangible information to people to share, right? And then obviously they would go into that he is the owner of, you know, such and such auto repair shop. But that is the difference when I talk about trying not to pitch your business, keep that as the very last thing you mentioned and always put the information that you can give to these viewers of value, right? It's always about giving value to the viewers put that first. And that right there will set your pitch apart from many others. So that's the first one. I love one. that. Oh my gosh. And I love, I was going to say, can you give us an example? And you wrote right in with it. So yes. Awesome. Oh my gosh. All right. That's the first one. Yep. Okay. The second one. Uh, and this, I see, this is probably the most common and I understand why this happened. So the most common mistake or the second, I would say pitching actually was the first. So this is one of the most common mistakes. It's making your pitch generic. Okay. What's happening here is that you're writing one pitch, you're sending it out to the masses, and then nothing happens. It's crickets, right? Why is that? Because you're not tailoring your pitch to specific shows. Now, I understand that the reason this is happening because it can be very time consuming when you're really putting effort into a pitch. Yes, it takes, it can take a very long time. So what I would recommend is 
have a list of like your dream media outlets, right? You want to, what is it? The top five media outlets that you would love to go on. Put the time and care and attention into those uh, and really tailor it to those shows. Now, you have to remember, and, and, and the, there are different things that you can do, different strategies on how to go about tailoring this. The first thing you want to do is, well, make sure you watch the show, right? You want to really see the type of content that these people are, are actually producing. So if you're seeing a show and they only have celebrity interviews, clearly that's not necessarily probably going to be a, a show that's taking on entrepreneurs, experts to come on, right? Fine. Uh, if it's a show that is more newsy, then you know you're going to tailor your pitch to a more maybe hard news type of pitch, or maybe it's a lifestyle show. And then you know, okay, it's a little bit more laid back and you've got a little, little wiggle room there. So you really want to make sure that you're understanding the type of content that they are producing. Uh, the second thing you want to look for is how long the segments are. You know, morning uh, news shows typically have much shorter segments. I want to say it could be anywhere from like two to five minutes, right? Uh, that's you want to you want to know that you can't be sending a pitch that's going to be 30 minutes of content, obviously, to a place. They in, in that respect, they want to know that you can give really good information quite quickly. Right. Then there's the other shows that have lengthy segments. They've got eight, nine minutes and there. You really want to make sure, by the way, that is a very long time in TV, very long time. So if you are pitching a show that really is giving people that much time, you want to make sure you're also adding elements that's going to keep the viewer's attention. Right. You want to make sure you have visuals and all that, all those things that's going to captivate those audiences. Um, you also want to look, you know, honestly, you can look at what these people are wearing. The whole, what are the hosts wearing? Are they wearing suits? Or are they wearing jeans? That can really tell you about the vibe of the show. Is it more casual or is it a little bit more professional? That's very telling. So those are all little things that you really can do. The other thing that you really can do, actually, this is a great tip, is go to their website. Most uh, daytime talk shows, uh, morning shows, they have a section that'll say something like be on the show. You, you, they're looking for guests to come on the show, um, you know, civilian guests to come in and participate in segments. But this, what you, you want to look at it from a different lens. What this is telling you is they're actually showing you the type of content that they're looking for. So you can even see, let's just say they're trying to find a story of, you know, do you need to save money on groceries, for an example? and you just happen to be a financial expert, guess what? Now you've just found out they're actually putting a show together having to do with money-saving groceries, right? And you can pitch now the producers, I'm a financial expert, and guess what? Here's all my information about how you can go ahead and save some money. So that's a really valuable tool. I think people, actually, a lot of the times you're seeing, uh, you're getting all the information that you need when you're just watching shows and you're looking at the website. You just have to kind of look at it differently in order to get the information that you're trying to get if you're trying to pitch yourself to uh, to be a guest, to be an expert on these programs. I love that so much. And here's a question for you. Um, is, is there such a thing as video pitches or is everything written? That's a great question. And I'm going to tell you something. I have received two video pitches in my entire time as a producer, both those people got booked, both of them. Oh my gosh. It is a brilliant thing to do. And I'm actually surprised most people do not do it. Yeah. So it, the majority is these written pitches, right? Look, the name of the game is standing out, right? You are here. Let me, I, let me explain something. And this is, this is actually, I think really important. I think it's important for people to understand a day in the life of a producer. Okay. You're going to hear producers say very often, I'm very busy, right? Look, we are all very busy. We are all very busy, right? The thing that we're not necessarily uh, articulating properly is what that means. So let me just kind of set the scene. At any given day when we're taping a show, we could be taping three shows that day and we could be in the middle of taping. At that very second, we've got all these little fires that are going on around us, right? We've got a prop that's missing in a warehouse and it's like finding a needle in a haystack. We got a guest for the next show who's late. Their flight was canceled, right? Uh, we've got, uh, graphics that we still have to put into the prompter or whatever the case may be, right? There's all of these, these all, all of these things that are happening around us. So we're really, really, really stressed. In the back of our minds, by the way, it's we're trying to find pitches. It's always in the back of our mind. It is never not on our mind because we're constantly needing to find content for the next couple of weeks, right? So I say this to you because as we're sitting there, you know, taping shows and dealing with all of our catastrophes, we're probably looking through emails on our phone and waiting for some sort of an amazing pitch to come by. So you really want to stand out. You want to get the, pro the producer's attention 
while all of this is happening around them because it's going to make them want to stop, let the fire burn. I got to go in here and I have to see what this pitch is. So yes, anything that you can do to stand out amongst the crowded, you know, inbox, absolutely. And I really do think a video is a great idea. I was very surprised that most people did not do that, to be honest with you. You know, people will send links to their social media. Uh, but, you know, there's just something I think that's really nice about having a customized pitch to the producer and saying, hi, you know, and, and introducing themselves. You don't want this to be so long. It's really, you know, a minute, I would say tops of just who I am. I would love to come on and talk about X, Y and Z or what you can offer the viewers. And if you're interested, give me a call, you know. But yes, it's a very nice touch. For sure. I love that. Now, are there any certain topics that are more attractive to a producer than others? Like, are there certain like top five, like, oh, we're always looking for this or, mm -hmm. or what's that story? I think, you know, the truth is, I, it, I think that the headlines, the trends kind of dictate what that is. So it's really important to kind of keep uh, an eye out for what, you know, what's going on in the world, obviously. But, you know, there are things that are that are sort of evergreen, right? You're always going to want um health and wellness information always, right? People are always trying to better themselves and there's always like, you know, advanced medicines or whatever the case may be. So absolutely, that would be one of them. Um, same thing goes for, I would say, you know, um, their fashion, people love fashion. That's always like something that people sort of resonate and, and want, you know, fashion tips, um, any type of beauty tips are always really nice. Self-care, uh, mental health, you know, right now is very, very much uh coming to light which i love i love that we're really starting to like address these things because yes. you know 10 years ago they're they never were mentioned so yeah i think it's really just a matter of uh knowing what's going on in the world and and here and i will say this too and this is like this is a skill that i think people really need to they need to try to to do this seeing a headline right it's not always going to be an exact match to what your area of expertise is right you have to try to figure out how you can relate your area of expertise into what is trending hey i'm going to use an example from the past which is the royal wedding the royal wedding when that happened that was a huge event right and if you noticed a lot of the uh, news programs they were trying to come up with content constantly just to keep that in the headlines because they knew that viewers were interested in that particular content, right? So sure. if you are a fashion expert, you want to relate yourself to what that is. So what would that be? How to dress like the royals, how to dress like the royals for under $50, right? How to, you know, pick out a hat. Hats are very big at the, at the royal wedding. So maybe you have some tips on how to pick the right hat for your face shape. That's just an example. But the idea is to always try to figure out, again, what is trending, what's making headlines, and then following it back to your area of expertise and then pitching it. This is really key, actually, because, again, these these outlets, these media outlets are trying to continue the conversation. They're going to try to, especially when it's a big story like that, they want to have they want they, they want those promotions like stick around. We're talking more royal wedding and people are going to still tune in for more information. So keep that in mind. Oh, that's so good. Oh, that is so what great tips. Is there anything else we need to know on the what to do, what not to do list? So I think one more thing I want to say about this is a lot of people, um, they're not including a hook. Again, especially if, again, you know, these pictures are coming through email. And if you're not captivating the producer's attention within a second, you've got five seconds to get their attention, you're going to lose them, right? And they're really not utilizing an actual hook. What I typically get is, you know, their name and maybe, you know, who they are. I'm an expert in. It doesn't really say anything to me, especially if I'm not necessarily aware of who that person is. Right. Unless you're Jennifer Aniston. Right. If you're a celebrity, that's going to clearly get my attention. But if you're not necessarily somebody who is a celebrity, you have to work just a little bit harder than that. So uh, you have to include a hook. And a lot of people ask me, well, what are the best ways to come up with, you know, something that's captivating? And I always give them, I'll give you two strategies right now that that really work very well. And they're very simple. The first one is you want to solve a problem. It's, you know, tale as old as time. Solve a problem. There's lots of problems out there. So what problem is it that you can solve? And that would be whatever it is, would be what your hook is, right? Sure. The second way to do that is to talk about the results that you're promising. Okay. 
Uh, this is actually something that pharmaceutical companies do brilliantly, by the way. Uh, if you ever pay attention to these commercials, you'll see, you know, get whiter teeth in seven days, look 10 years younger in a month, whatever. Uh, they are giving you what that promise is. And they're actually giving it to you in, in a tangible way where you feel like, oh, I can have this in such and such amount of time, like relatively quickly. So that's also another great strategy in order to get somebody's attention for sure. Oh my gosh, this is so, so amazing. I love everything that you said here. Such great advice. People could put this to practice right away. So step one now. So now they're listening and they're like fired up, like I need to go pitch myself, right? And so what's the first step? Like uh, you said, ta- you know, looking at the the top list of the, the places they want to be on yeah. um, and then going to their website. So yeah. finding the be on the show. Yeah, that's it. You just nailed it. Well, you know, actually, the first step is making sure you're very clear about the type of expert that you are, because I think sometimes people are a little, you know, I can do this. I can do this. I can do this. And that's wonderful. When you're really pitching, you've got to be super specific about what exactly type of, you know, what your area of expertise is. Okay, so that's really the first step. The second step would be, yes, identify your dream shows. What are those shows? And then start watching those shows, really understand the type of content that they are putting out there. So now you have, um, it's a masterclass really in the shows when you're watching them that way, right? You're getting all the information that you need. So now you're watching it. Fine. Now the next step would be, okay, let me actually develop my pitch. And here is what's the, what is your information? What is your, what is the wow? I want to know what the wow factor is and the information that you have that you can give to these viewers. And then that's where you go. That's where you start off. That's how you're going to start developing your pitch. Um, there you go. And then make sure you have your hook. And obviously you're going to send it off to, to the producer. I love it. Now, my thought, which always, I know you're going to debunk this myth for me, but my thought was always, oh, it's so hard to find the person that you need to pitch to, right? So I'm thinking that, looking at that seems so overwhelming, like a task in itself to be like, okay, I know what I want to say and I know the shows that I want to go on, but how do I find the right person to pitch to? So how easy is that, Tara? You know what? The truth, it's one of the uh, most common questions that I get. And here's the reality of the situation. There's a couple of ways that you can do this. Okay. And, you know, look, I wish it was as easy as having just like a Rolodex of all these producers. And sure. I mean, yes, there are people who have contacts, but you never know if the producer's there anymore, by the way. People go sometimes from job to job to project to project. So even having a producer's contact is not necessarily may not be worth anything if they've decided to move on, right? The best ways that you can do this is you have to kind of do a little investigative work. So go on social media, go on LinkedIn, go on Instagram. They are out there. And trust me, you will find them. You know, uh, you want to find them and you really want to start developing a relationship with them become friends with them, start liking their photos, you know, and at that point, I would say, you know, you can even just email them and say, Hey, you know, my name is so-and-so I'm an expert in, and I would love to send you a pitch. Can you please tell me the best email to send it to people do this to me all the time. And I'm happy to give them my email. You know, there's no reason why I wouldn't, uh, if there are producers, I will say this, that may be hesitant to do that. And truly it's, there's a reason for this. Number one, like I said, it's typically because they're not necessarily getting the best pitches. So sometimes they're like, Oh gosh, I'm going to get another pitch. It's not going to work. But the other time is, and I'm telling you this because I think it's a, um, you should really pay attention to to what I'm about to say. People sometimes be, can become, I don't want to say aggressive. It's not, they're aggressive, like, you know, but you know, they send a pitch and then they're following up every day. Okay. That there's a right way and a wrong way to do that. You want to be respectful, obviously of the person that you're pitching. So if you do get an email to a producer and if you do make a, a, a connection with them, I would say, send a pitch in and follow up one to two weeks later. Don't necessarily bombard them with a bunch of emails, right? Because then they might be put off by that. So my little, you know, word of caution for you. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I love that. Like, don't be like the car warranty companies, right? (laughs) Like they're chasing us down to sell us the car warranty, right? Every hour. (laughs) Oh my gosh. This is so great, Tara. Thank you so much for sharing so much of your tips. And I would love to tell our listeners about your company, about TFG Production. So let's tell them all about that. So, um, you know, like I said, this company was really born out of me really understanding that there are so many people out there who have 
this dream of sharing their knowledge, right? Like not many people have maybe have a dream of being a celebrity, but there are people out there who really have uh, information that they want to share. Uh, and what happens is, and what I saw happening was I was getting all of these pitches and I started looking into them and I'm like, you know, oh God, they have such potential, but they're just doing a couple of these things wrong. And, you know, as a producer working at a television show, it's not necessarily, um, I, it's, I can't go and say, oh, you're doing all this wrong, right? So I decided to open up this company to really try to help people uh, develop becoming experts on in, in the media, right? Um, and I work with essentially it's entrepreneurs, influencers, authors, uh, anybody who obviously wants to get media attention. And I really walk them through the steps from a producer's perspective. And I think this is probably uh, this is key. I don't think people really understand this. Actually, I'm very surprised at how many people don't know this, but producers are the, they're the gatekeepers. They are the decision makers that you have got to go through them in order to get booked on TV. So, uh, I'm giving them all of this information, exactly how a producer would want to receive these pitches, exactly how to, how you would want to be on camera to really make sure that you're sort of like fast tracking your way there instead of trying making all of these mistakes and spending years making all these mistakes. I just want people to know, look, you got this dream to do this. I'm going to show you exactly what you need to do. I love that. Now, here's a, here's an idea for you <laughs> that we maybe never thought of. People might be thinking, why do I need to be on media? What is this going to do for me? Right. So why, why would I want to invest the time and, and, and resources into learning how to do that? What is the benefit for me? So let's go there real quick about the people that you're working with and the results oh that they're getting. Oh, my God. Well, this it's a transformative. Look, here's the truth. First of all, when you get booked on uh, a national uh, media outlet, you do not pay for this. Right. This is when I tell you this is free advertising, essentially, if you're pitching correctly. Right. We don't want to pitch an advertisement, but it is an advertisement because what you're doing is you're not necessarily selling your business. You're selling yourself. People need to first like you and then they need to know that you're credible. When you go on TV and you've got this amazing platform, you are literally in front of millions of people and like that. Right. Your business is going to skyrocket just from proving yourself that I like this person. This person knows what they're talking about. I need to invest in whatever it is that they're they're selling. Right. So, yeah, I mean, look, you have to leverage the power of the media. It is so powerful. And, you know, I get a lot of people who are camera shy, you know, and they're like, oh, God. But there look, there are ways around that. And I understand being on TV is can give anybody anxiety. In fact, even the most um her seasoned talent still get nervous. It's just, it is what it is, right? But you have to, once you start really understanding the power that it has, you can get over that and you'll be fine. Uh, but yes, no, you look, you're, if you're an author, you get in front of those people, you're, you're New York best time seller, right? Uh, yeah. You are, gosh, I mean, your business, again, again your business is going to boom. You're going to be, if you're, you, if you're a speaker, you're going to be selling out those speaking engagements. I mean, there's so many benefits. Um, it's unbelievable. It, it completely can change your life for sure. I love that. And, you know, I have to be honest as a podcast host and, you know, having my school and teaching other entrepreneurs, one of the things we do is we're looking for one sheets. And when we see one sheets come across our desk with a national news icon on it, mm -hmm. that turns our head that yeah. stops us in our tracks again, like you're saying that this is credibility that you can't really get anywhere else, right? Yeah. People can give you good testimonials, but if you can say, I was on blankety blank news, I don't want to use anybody, uh, sure. any station, but oh my gosh, right? And for me, yeah. I'm like, oh, well, if they've done that, I want them on my show, right? Completely. And so I Completely. love that you said that. And I really wanted to just bring that home for people yeah. that weren't thinking about it. Um, maybe they're trying all the other ways to market themselves. And mm -hmm. just not getting the result they want, that this oh could gosh. be the answer. You know, I had, I actually had somebody uh, who sent me a message the other day and it was so, I, it was, I got very emotional, emotional. She said, um, you know, thank you, Tara, for changing my life. Her segment aired and her book skyrocketed on Amazon. It was, it was insane. It was like, she literally, she couldn't believe it was happening. Um, it, it's stuff, it's moments like that, right? She had been trying to get publicity for this book for a very long time. And here she was and had this amazing night just from a five minute segment. So it's absolutely possible.
Oh, well, you know what? I hope all my author friends are listening to this episode right now and that they all take this seriously and connect yeah. with you because I see them, you know, um, promoting their books and really working hard to do that. And this could just be a flick of a switch if they get it, it right. It's so true. It really, it really is. And I think once you look, you know, the truth is it's the, my whole program is really about empowerment. You have to know, like I said, you have more power than you think, right? I think that's one of the biggest misconceptions too, is people will say, well, I don't have enough experience. They'll never want me. Well, guess what? If you have a really good pitch and really good, not like I always say, if it always makes me, people, or I don't have a lot of followers. I'll hear that a lot. Like I don't have a lot of followers. They don't, if you have a cure for cancer, Right. Do you think anybody is going to care whether or not you've been on shows before or if you have 100 million followers? No. Right. It's so it's really just a matter of positioning yourself, showing the value of the knowledge that you have in a way that a producer is going to respond to. That's really that's that is the key. That's brilliant. I love it. Oh, my gosh, Tara. Thank you so much. Well, let's do this. Let's tell our listeners where they can find you. Oh, sure. Yes. You can uh, go to my website. It's TFG Pro Co. Um, and you, my Instagram is TFG Proco. There you go. I love it. Click the link in the show notes and you'll go right to Tara. Hey, I hope you're enjoying this episode. And just before we get to the good stuff, right? The good, the bad, and the ugly. I have this great announcement for you. We are starting the Pod Power Hour, which is a virtual event that's going to happen on Wednesdays at noon Eastern. And so if you've ever thought about having a podcast, if you have questions, if you are a podcaster and you want to come and meet other podcasters and learn what's new, what's happening, tips and tricks to be better at this amazing passion of podcasting that you have, we would love for you to join us. We're going to have experts there that are going to be sharing their genius. It's going to be amazing. So, and if you're a host and you want to come meet some amazing uh, people that could be potential guests for you on your show, come on out. What a great way to get exposure. Be sure to check it out on my website at camilehman.com as well as follow me on Facebook, Instagram, or LinkedIn. Whatever is your favorite platform, we will have registration there. You do need to register to attend. And it is on Zoom, so super simple, just one hour every other Wednesday. We start on May 4th, so don't miss out. Get registered today. We can't wait to see you there. You have moved from fighting cancer to discovering how to live beyond it. But what now? With so many emotional side effects still unknown, as a new survivor, you find yourself in a void as you navigate through the isolation, fear, and an uncertain future that can overshadow you and your family for years to come. Instead of focusing on the uncertainty of cancer, consider how strong and determined you are and think of the strength demonstrated by those who stood beside you through it all. Consider this. You now get to choose who you want to be and what your intentional, fulfilled life can look like. You made it through treatment, we can help you define yourself as a survivor. We're here to help you through this moment, to walk beside you as you shift your mindset from counting the days of life to creating a legacy. For more information, visit www.adventuretherapyfoundation.org or contact us at info at adventurefound.org. This has been so much fun. Oh my gosh. You know, on the She's Invincible show, we promise our listeners that we're going to bring them fierce female entrepreneurs and a few men. And we share the expert zone of genius. You have done that so well today. But we're not done because we also promise them that while we're spotlighting all of your success and achievements, that we're also going to be authentic and we're going to pull back the curtain. And we're going to share with our listeners. Yes, she is this beautiful, amazing, successful woman. But look at the price she had to pay. See, so many people are in the moment right now. They're in the dredges. They're grinding it out. And they're thinking, what's wrong with me? Why is it so hard? How come she can do it and I can't? 
And so we'd love to be authentic in our stories and share, yes, I'm successful today, but you don't know the times I was sucking my thumb and crying my eyes out, ready to quit, right? They have no idea. They see this amazing, finished, mm. accomplished, confident yeah. right. entrepreneur. So are you ready to tell some stories to encourage some people today? I think so. I hope so. <laughs> I think you are. Okay. Well, we're going to do this. We want to start with the good. I always love to start with the good or the greatest part of your journey. So could you share a story with us about the good or the great? Uh, yes. Uh, you know, I think, and this, this is truly, I was really, I, again, was thinking a lot about what, you know, what has been the good about this journey. And it really goes back to having an impact on people. And it's been actually the the ones that you don't necessarily see coming, right? Obviously I've done, you know, these types of shows and produce people and all this kind of stuff. We've given thousands of dollars to nonprofits and all of that has been beautiful and wonderful. And it's been extremely satisfying as a, as a producer, as a human to be able to really transform these people's lives. Uh, but it's been more of the, like I said, the, the little, the little ones that I never saw coming. So I'll give you an example. We had, um, we'd been doing a show uh, it was like a back to basics kind of show. And it literally, we were just how to fold a shirt, how to cook. And one of the segments was how to cut an onion. And I remember the guest was on and she was, you know, learning how to cut an onion. We went to a commercial break. And during that break, I saw her getting tears in her eyes. And I, I literally said, are you getting emotional or is that the onion? Like I didn't, couldn't tell. Right. And she said, no, I am. I'm getting very emotional. And then she shared that she grew up in foster care. She had a, a rough childhood. And she said, I never had, I'm gonna, I don't want to like cry. She's like, I never had um, a, a meal like around the table with the family. And now of course she's grown up and she has her own family. She's like, just being able to cut an onion. She's like, has meant so much to me. She's like, I, she's like, I know it sounds silly. And at that moment, I'm like, oh my God. And she wrote me an email that to this day I have. And I just, she, she said, thank you for giving me the best day of my life. All she did was cut an onion. Oh my God. <laughs> oh, Tara. Oh, what a story. And yeah. you know, we take these things for granted, right? We have no idea. We're so yeah. lucky. And then we hear somebody else to be so grateful over that opportunity. Over that. Exactly. And it really was, it was a very, very special. Like just having her, all she wanted to do was have a is cook a dinner for her family. And and so she did. It was it's beautiful. It really it is. is amazing. What an impact. Yeah. Um, and that's just one, right? Of oh the millions God, over all the years. Oh, seriously. Okay. Well, that was fun. <laughs> I know, okay. That was the good. I'm crying. What's happening? I know. I know. Well, next we're going to talk about the bad, but we're going to save the ugly for last. So tell okay. us a story about the bad part of the journey. So look, this, <laughs> this is the truth. Uh, what you, I think people don't, or maybe they do. The hours are insane and they can be really insane, right? Uh, for me, uh, once I got married, I ended up moving away from the city. It was about two and a half hours. I lived from the city and I had to commute every day. Um, that's six hours, just in case anybody's doing the math, uh, of having to be in a bus or a train or whatever the case may be. And I, you know, the, I don't necessarily think I understood what that was doing to my body, what it was doing to my mind, because the truth is, is you really get, you're, when you're in the thick of something, you're not stopping to think about, you know, all the other effects that it's having. I just knew I had to get to work. I had to do this. I had all my tasks. I wanted to do a good job at my, my job, you know, at my work. Uh, and that was all my focus was. Uh, and I had all of these other things that just were happening and it never even occurred to me that it was because I really was not taking care of myself in the way that, that I should. Uh, that commute is pretty, it was, it was pretty severe. And I did that for years. I did that, gosh, for four or five years. Uh, I lived in the city for a while. So when I did live in the city, it was much easier. But once I started commuting, it really took an effect on me. And uh, it, it definitely was not good. <laughs> I can't imagine adding six hours to your work day because you're already working long hours as a producer. Really? Yes. And you had no, there was no work-life balance, right? I had no personal life. I would get home sometimes 10, 11 o'clock at night, and then I'd have to wake up at 4am. So, you know, it was like, hi, I, I, nice to see my husband would be sleeping or it, it was just, it, it was very chaotic. And, um, and that, re and like I said, there's a ripple effect to that, right? Cause if you're not necessarily in the right state of mind, you're, you're, you're always, you know, you're juggling all the balls in the air and things are just falling around you. And again, you're, when you're in the thick of it, you don't even necessarily see that's happening. So 
that I can't even imagine because you described like the life of a producer, right? And you were sharing how crazy that is. Yeah. And then and then have on top of it six hours to commute, right? And then and face that day and then yeah. still three more hours to get home. Yeah. I can't even imagine. Like my mind can't even go there. So Oh my gosh. And here yeah. you are killing it, right? Here I am. <laughs> As they say, all right, girl. Well, now we got to go ugly. Okay. So tell us an ugly story of this amazing journey you've taken. So, you know, it kind of piggybacking off of what I was saying, when you're not taking care of your mind, you're not taking care of your body uh, and how it really affected me on such a deep and personal level. So uh, after my husband and I got married, we obviously wanted to start a family. And uh, we had tried to have a child for years and I couldn't figure out what was wrong. Right. And I think especially as women, we uh, we tend to blame ourselves. What is it about me? What am I doing wrong? Like, how can I? and I just and it didn't even occur to me that me kind of just, you know, running around doing the grind, not eating right, sleeping right. All of that was having such a huge effect on my body. Uh, so finally, years, years later, I want to say four years later, uh, we did find out that we were pregnant. And um, when we went to um, have the check-in on to see how the baby was doing, we found out that the baby didn't did not no longer had a heartbeat. So we ended up losing um, we ended up losing that baby, and it was really really hard. It was it was a really terrible time. And you know the truth is, my heart goes out to anybody who is going through this right now because. When you're going through a journey like this, it, it takes over your life and it affects your everything, your marriage, right? It, it becomes so, it's all you think about, it's all you talk about, and it can really be a strain. And then when you finally get, you know, this, this hope, this, and then you lose it, there's another sort of element that goes along to that. And there are women out there who don't even go through this once, they go through this, you know, so many times. And it's, oh my gosh, it's just honestly just so terrible. So, um, I'll never forget that day, by the way, when we found out it was my husband's birthday and it was just a really bad time. Now, you know, looking back at, at that whole situation, you know, it was a uh, it was a wake up call. It was like, look, you, you need to slow down like you're you're not taking care of yourself. And these this can be this, you know, you you have to you have to start taking care of yourself in order to to get the to, to, to be healthy. I mean, that's just the bottom line. Um, so that I would say was really, um, you know, a, a very ugly and horrible and such a sad, sad, sad time in our lives. But, you know, the good news I'm happy to share is that we do have a beautiful daughter now and uh, she was worth the wait. She really was. So <laughs> I was going to say you have to you can't leave them with that. We have to tell them, yes, the end of that story. Oh, yes. And she's beautiful. And you're so blessed. And yeah the best. Yeah. And so, and look at you now, right. Yeah. You have this beautiful family. You have, yeah. you have this beautiful business. You're making an impact in the world. Yeah. I mean, no more commuting <laughs> just to daycare, right? You're just commuting <laughs> to daycare. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yes. It's amazing. And now, and you paid the price, Tara, you yeah. paid the price. It was a big price to pay, but it was worth what you said. She was yeah. worth the wait, right? And everything has somehow fallen into place. And now you're able to make even a bigger impact yeah. to more people around the world. Uh, and, and, uh, beautifully said. And, and what an amazing and how many people you can help the entrepreneurs that you work with. You can teach them these things about media and branding and all these things. Yeah. But you could also teach them the one lesson that they're not going to learn anywhere else. And that is to take care of themselves. To, to keep their balance, right? And to be able to get their priorities in order and live the life they dreamed of and not the one they were dealt. And so- And I you do have, want to say this yes. too. You know, our stories, our personal stories, uh, they are more powerful than anything that you can teach somebody. Sometimes they're actually the selling point. I've had many people who have pitched themselves and they've had great content, but it's when I start asking them, well, what's your story? And how did you get started? And you understand that it's it's the challenges, the trials, the tribulations that they went through that is actually given them a superpower. Because, you know, when we go through these things, when we go through these traumas, we go through these experiences and these life lessons, they they are the things 
that give us the knowledge and the experience and the, and the ability to help people. So, you know, I love that you do the good, the bad, the ugly, because even though they may not necessarily always translate into, you know, your business, they, they absolutely will give you and anybody um, selling power essentially, because you living have gone through, have gone through these experiences ultimately makes you an expert. A hundred percent. And all I can say is we're better because of it. And it doesn't feel that way as we go through it. But at the end of the day, when we look back, we're better because of it. And, you know, I say this, that, you know, when everything is going great, we're the teacher. But when it all goes to pot, we're the student. And we learn more as a student than we do as the teacher. And so I feel that these, you know, not so great moments are the things that lead us to the greatest times of our life. Mm-hmm. And I and that's why we started this podcast and this show. That is why we are committed to share the authentic journey with the listeners, because every one of us has been in that place and people need to learn from us and be encouraged by those of us who were there, who didn't give up and who now are living the life of their dreams. And Tara, you are a perfect, beautiful example of that person. And I just adore you. And I thank you so much for being here. And I am cheering you as you move into the next greatest part of your life and your business. This is just the beginning for you, my friend. Thank you so much. I adore you. I think you are absolutely amazing. And I, it has been my pleasure truly to, uh, to sit down and talk with you today. So thank you. <sighs> Well, thank you. And let's tell our listeners, I don't know where you are in your life or your business, but if you're face down on the ground right now, get back up. Tell them, Tara. Get back up. <laughs> Just get back up. <laughs> That's it. Like you can do anything. I know it feels like you can't. You might feel like you're going to die, but you know what? Just get back up because you can do anything. Thank you for joining us today. If you were inspired or learned something new, please follow the show, submit a rating and review and share us with your friends. If you would like to chat to see if you can attract your ideal client and monetize your business through podcasting, please book a free call with me at camilehman.com. I can't wait to meet you.